0: Hey friends, I hope you guys are enjoying June. This is my favorite month because it's my anniversary. I just celebrated my 15-year anniversary. I'm so excited about that. And it's also my birthday month, so we do lots of fun things in this month. Yeah, just love June. And then, you know, in July, I start getting ready for fall uh, because I'm over the summer by then. So June is still like the fun, enjoyable part of summer for me. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Today we are talking about biofeedback. And this all came up because I had a client the other day who said, Jess, I don't know when I'm full and like, I feel fine after eating a giant cheeseburger with French fries. (laughs) No, like no energy changes. She doesn't feel full or satiety. So she was just kind of like, I don't know what to do with that. My goal today is to give you guys some new ideas on how to think about biofeedback beyond just hunger and satiety. Of course, those are wonderful and I'm a huge fan of those, but there are other things we can look at. And then how to implement a plan to listen to those to make some changes and move forward on our health journey. To help you guys with this, I have something super special for you guys. I am doing a sale on Food Foundation. So $100 off. I've never knocked $100 off, but it's June and you know I'm excited about it. (laughs) Whatever your goal is, whether that for you is improving your energy levels, building more muscle, maybe it's just healing your relationship with food and getting a better idea of what your basic needs are like water, fruits and veggies, overall healthy diet. Food Foundations is the course that's going to help you have a blueprint for this guys I go over the empowered eating model where first we break down some of like the diet culture stuff we have to do that detox first to try to stay out of the shame box and then we move into biofeedback on a deeper scale like what's happening at the physiological and hormonal level when it comes to your hunger satiety and what other markers can we look for to define success Beyond the scale, beyond how we feel in our body, because guys, how we feel in our body varies from day to day, right? Depending on our mood, (laughs) depending on the clothes, the weather, all of it. And then finally, pulling in the nutrition knowledge. Everybody gets a fuel plan, so you will have something that's more tactical that you can move towards. All of this is wrapped up with tracking tools, recipes, food lists. And guys, I know you're busy. You have so much going on. Your life is pulled in a hundred different directions. So I've tried to make this as easy for you as possible. You can listen to all the modules on an MP3 file. So just like you're listening to this podcast, you can download it and be on the go. And I just have to say, if you're like, Jess, I'm nervous to start this because I, one, I'm afraid of failure. I have to tell you, as we'll talk about in this podcast, you'll see there is no pass or fail here, friends. It is all about the journey and learning to live in your body and work with your body and the foods you eat. And number two, if you're like, okay, I'm excited, but I don't want to be told not to eat something, I got you covered. (laughs) If you haven't picked up by now, I don't believe in this good or bad food list. I strongly believe in choosing foods that we enjoy and that we want to eat, but we use biofeedback to help us navigate what foods really fuel our body. And then we, we develop this empowered eating perspective to decipher between, okay, do I want to eat something for the pure joy of it, knowing it makes me not feel good. So my example is Chinese food. I love Chinese food. It makes me feel like crap. But we learn to have this empowered decision-making ability so that we can do that in a way that's not so self-sabotaging and doesn't kick us into all or nothing thinking like, okay, well now I've eaten this food and I feel like crap and so I'm just going to continue to do it. No, we learned that, okay, I chose to do that. I did it from an empowered mindset and now I'm going to continue on making these intentional food decisions because that's just what I do. I'm so excited and I cannot wait to help you move towards this empowered eating way of life because it is not just life-changing, it's life-giving. It's going to increase your capacity, your energy. You are just going to be in a new place with your health and your your body image that you never thought you probably would get there. Guys, it is attainable. Head on over to Jessbrownrd.com, click on courses. The code you want to enter is summer Steel. All one word, all caps, that is going to get you $100 off and that's just through the end of June. So don't wait. That coupon code is going to expire on June 30th. All right, friends, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Hey, awesome. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I know you're ready to stop falling into diet culture traps and finally put together a realistic plan on how to boost your energy. You might feel stuck because you can't quite kick the chocolate habit. The whole body love thing isn't getting the job done. Or maybe you're at an impasse because you are pushing it in the gym, but you can't figure out how and what to eat. How many times have you Googled best diet and found that the latest trend has failed you? Hey girl, I'm Jess. Registered dietitian, wife, mama, and total science and nutrition research junkie. I too used to be stuck in the cycle of insecurity and never feeling like my body was good enough. Then I tried to fix it with food only to end up right back where I started. I did some really hard work. I found food freedom, but then I was confused on how to eat healthy and get fit without falling back into diet culture crazy. I wish someone would have taught me the difference between discipline and obsession. I wanted to be the healthiest version of myself by balancing healthy eating with food freedom. Like how do I actually eat healthy, get fit, and have donuts with my kids? It wasn't until I figured out this awesome balance between discipline and permission, the art of intentional eating with sprinkles of flexibility the empowered eating model was born. Here on the show, we nix diet culture while creating values-based health goals. We reconnect with how our body responds to food through biofeedback. All the while figuring out a plan on how to get healthy and fit without sacrificing the most meaningful parts of life. Sustainability doesn't mean never eating your favorite foods again. I mean, pizza is life, right? (laughs) We are here to finally not just feel comfortable, but confident in our body. I am so excited to fuel your awesome with empowered eating. Head on over to justbrownrd.com and grab my three steps to empowered eating guide, totally free. Or hop onto my e-course, Food Foundations, to get the step-by-step deets on how I got here. All right, you ready to take your inner awesome to the next level? So grab that cup of coffee, lace up those running shoes, cause girl, it's time to go. Hey friends. All right. Today we're talking about biofeedback. We're going to be talking about how to identify it, what to do with it, and how to use it to help guide you to determine if you are following an appropriate diet for you, because that's really what this is all about, right? Figuring out what our body likes and doesn't like and learning to eat in a way that feels good, fuels us well, so that we can shift our energy and have enough energy to do the things that we love and that we're called to do in this life. So we're going to be talking about that today, but before we dive in, I want to tell you guys a funny story. It's kind of embarrassing. Please don't judge me. But before I had babies, I worked um, one and a half jobs, so I worked a lot, and with that came a lot of coffee drinking. Not my healthiest season, but it's what I it is what it is, right? It's where I was at. Well, I remember looking in the mirror at that time, going, "Gosh, my skin just looks so like dull." And my eyes are always bloodshot. I carried around eye drops because I was constantly trying to make my eyes look whiter. Well, it wasn't until I was pregnant that I started looking in the mirror. And I was like, gosh, my skin is just radiant. What is this? Pregnancy glow is wonderful. And the whites of my eyes were super white. I loved it. Well, after my first baby was born, I went right back. And of course, I, I went right back to a season of you know, working a lot and now I've got a baby on top of that and I'm not sleeping through the night. And then as a result of that, my coffee intake started to go up as the breastfeeding started to go down. And I was really bummed because I, I missed that glow and just the freshness that I I had in my face. Well I started thinking, and this is the embarrassing part, I was like, well what else was I doing different? You know, it couldn't have just been the pregnancy. I mean I was also really tired when I was pregnant. And I started thinking, <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, Jess, duh, you were carrying around one of those large water bottles with a straw, which I just I don't know why I prefer to drink out of a straw. And you downed those things all day long. And so I thought, OK, I'm going to try this. So I got myself a new water bottle. or I think I actually grabbed the one I was using while I was pregnant and started drinking again all day long. I drank a bunch of water, 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 water. Started to watch the coffee a little bit, like just cut down. It's so embarrassing. I can't even tell you guys how much I was drinking. Um, but I started to cut it down and re- replace it with fluid, like water, hydration. The whites of my eyes turned white again. My skin, although it wasn't quite the same as the pregnancy glow, it did start to look a little less dry. And I I was just, it was one of those moments where I was like, duh, And at the same time, it was really powerful. Guys, this is biofeedback. These are messages that our body sends us on a daily basis in many different forms that if we take a minute to pay attention to and maybe experiment with, we can actually start to implement some of the solutions. And usually the solutions are much more simple than we realize. I mean, guys, I had to drink more water. It's like one of the most basic nutrition needs. And I, as a dietitian, had missed that. So a little embarrassing there. Please don't judge me. I swear I know the science, but (laughs) also I'm human. And even living in this nutrition world, I can forget and make those kinds of mistakes. But taking the time to pay attention and hear my body just notice some things about it was a game changer. And now I drink water all day long just as a habit. And a lot of that had to do with that transformational moment. And then it was constantly reinforced because not only was my skin and my eyes and like my my energy, quite honestly, it took me longer to realize that, but that was also another biofeedback point that I had been missing. All of those reinforced my new habit of drinking water. And so over time, it just became a habit. So this idea of biofeedback and listening is one that is so powerful because the reinforcements are within you, right? It's in your body and you can feel it if you take the time to pay attention. So I've got three steps for you guys today on how to reconnect with this biofeedback and use it to decipher what kind of foods to eat and diet to adhere to. So number one is just look where you can pay attention. Guys, biofeedback is any feeling or reaction you get from your body. And I know at first that might feel overwhelming. So Don't get overwhelmed with all of it, but see if you can just find something. And usually as women who struggle with insecurity, it comes out in the form of insecurity. And it's things we don't like about our body or things we don't like about our energy level. In my case, you know, it was something that was bothering me about my eyes. It bugged me that my face looked tired and worn out. And I could have taken that and beat myself up. Like old Jess would have done that and said, my gosh, you just look so tired. You're a new mom. Like, why don't you get more makeup or you know, just these circles under your eyes. And maybe I need to look at some new face masks, like looking at the quick fix instead of getting to the the root of what might be going on and what I could do from a more sustainable space. And yeah, so we have to watch the shame box. We can crawl into it really quickly. Uh, but if we can stay out of it, there is some incredible communication that happens between our body and our environment. So hunger and satiety is what I talk a lot about on this podcast. And that, of course, is really, really powerful. And we dive into a lot of those details in Food Foundations where we unpack the physiology, the hormonal changes that can happen when we aren't in a necessarily healthy place. So there there may be some recalibrating that needs to be done in those departments. So starting with just hunger satiety are just pieces of the puzzle. And there's other things that we can pull from if you don't feel like that is Super helpful at that moment in time. So, for example, other forms of biofeedback would be bowel movements, what kind of, your poop report. (laughs) I love the poop report. Y'all know that. Um, Your skin softness. If you have any rashes on your skin or dryness, your hair and nail growth, how you're sleeping, your mental clarity. Do you have a brain fog? Maybe you have lip or eye dryness. Like that was my thing, right? Your menstrual cycle. Are the cycles different lengths? Are they all over the place? Are you getting them every two weeks? What's your energy level before and after you eat? I mean, we eat food to physically transfer energy from the food to our bodies. I mean, that's what fueling is, right? So after we eat, we should feel energetic. Do you feel energetic after the foods you eat or do you feel more tired? Mood fluctuations? I mean, all of these things are examples of biofeedback. So step one is just getting acquainted with all of these different options and picking one or two that you want to pay attention to. I mean, in my case of hydration, it was... My skin and my eyes, I mean, two very simple things, and I just focused on water. And that's going to take us to step two, which is try out a plan for one to two weeks and listen. And here's the thing. This is probably one of the most difficult parts. When you implement any change, this is not a pass or fail. Guys, it's a process. In fact, it's more of a scientific process. And we can, even if you get emotional about food or there is shame and body image stuff that like presents in this process, if we can stay the course and evaluate, We still can learn so much. So I like to think of this as, like I said, a scientific process. We first create a hypothesis. Like what do we think is causing this negative biofeedback we're getting? Then we're going to set a trial period. And I usually recommend a minimum of one to two weeks because you're not going to get any changes in biofeedback immediately, or maybe you might get like a little bit, but we're really going to see over about one to two weeks time if this is something that One is sustainable, or two is something that is impactful. We will collect data during this process, and this is where I have lots of different tracking tools. All the clients I work with, we track in different ways, or in food foundations, I have tons of tracking resources. But if you pick the one thing, and we track that, and we track the biofeedback, we are going to be able to collect some awesome data. The reason I reference the time commitment is because often when we have shame, or time constraints, or life throws us curveballs, we tend to think that like something is wrong with the changes we're making, or maybe something's wrong with us. Like we can't stick it out rather than committing to collecting data for two weeks and then evaluating at the end. Guys, it's so powerful when we have that data And we can look at it from a clear perspective to come to a conclusion and decide what to do next. But when we have the broader spectrum of time, we can actually conclude real data. So for example, if it's weight, and I see this all the time, it's like, we'll have a woman making some changes, she'll get on the scale and the scale will go up. And so she automatically assumes it's up because of the changes she made. Rather than collecting data over a period of time and evaluating, because sometimes, guys, weight fluctuates. You can do everything right and then get on the scale and it's up. And if you don't actually take it into the context of your life and look at trends over time, you can misinterpret that data point and think, oh, it's because of, you know, see, I ate one slice of pizza on the weekend and it's up on Monday morning. When in reality, it's like, well, you slept like crap Sunday night. didn't drink a lot of water over the weekend, there can be a lot of factors that we missed. And so collecting more data over a period of time gives us access to trends. And that's really what we're looking for here. One of my favorite tools with virtual clients is something called a ClearStep scale. They're such an awesome company. It's a scale, you order it, you get on it daily, it doesn't show you a weight. The weight actually uploads to the app, and then only I can see it. And I love it because I share those numbers with my clients, but then we're doing it in a controlled environment. And I'm able to show them multiple data points at one time instead of the single data point. So it removes this ability for them to you know, see the weight and freak out because of what they did the day before. Instead, we look at it and we review data points over the course of like a week or two weeks and draw scientific conclusions. So step two is try a plan, track it for one to two weeks, listen to your body, and then make a conclusion. So not in the moment, no conclusions in the moment. <laughs> Those judgments and reactions, they're reactive, And while you might feel them and we need to work through some of those automatic negative thoughts, which I have lots of resources for that in Food Foundations, but we will not make adjustments or react to that data until the end of our trial period, just like a science experiment. That's where I use my nerdy science (laughs) nature to do some of this. And I know that's hard. I know that's easier said than done. The nutrition side of me is like, okay, one plus two equals three here. However, the female side of me and the mom who's stretched thin and working understands that there is a lot of emotion that comes with that so um, have grace with yourself in this process you know we we map out the goal we get intensity going towards the goal but we also need grace and flexibility in the process making room for life and our values and guys that's the whole empowered eating model right there okay so step number three is invest time in understanding and tracking this when and where you can I know life is busy I know you guys are juggling a million different things and your plate is so full, but number one, you are worth prioritizing. You and your health are something that can get put on the back burner because y'all have really, really big hearts and you want to serve others. You want to serve your family. You want to serve your community. You want to take care of your nieces and nephews. What I see in my clients who put their health on the back burner is that they just care so deeply for the people around them. If that's you... I just want to say this, you prioritizing some of your health journey and taking care of your health actually serves these people in a greater capacity. Initially, you are saying no to some things, but in the long haul, you are going to increase your capacity to say yes. My favorite example of this is one of my clients. I learned so much from my clients, but one of them came in and said, Jess, I have 10 energy units. I am giving eight to work, one to my family. And I only have one for me. I need 20 energy units because I need to give more to my family without sacrificing my work. And I want some more for me and creativity. And I was like, that's genius. Because most of us feel that way. It's like we want to be able to give more to our family, to our career, to our community, to the world. But we physically can't do it. Friends, taking care of our health increases our capacity. It is just incredible when you feel good and you're sleeping good and you have The emotional energy because you're not wasting it on beating yourself up. like You expand and build upon your energy units. So you prioritizing this time is not only worth it, but it actually helps you serve those around you in a greater capacity. The second part of this is initially, you are going to have to say no to some things or you are going to have to carve out time to put this into your life because it's not just going to happen. This is probably one of the biggest obstacles people come up against is they get going and then something happens in life and it falls to the back burner. And, you know, of course, I'm not saying that's never going to happen because it is. But what we can commit to is getting back to our goal, getting back to our trial and continuing with the process. And that's going to take time. You didn't get to this place where you feel uncomfortable in your body overnight like it happened over time so there's going to be some time that's needed to be invested to either unlearn some of the diet culture things you've learned or to get reconnected with your body or to learn how to prep food in a way that is convenient for your new lifestyle I mean and I know people don't like to hear this they're like I just want it to happen like I don't want to have to think about it and I get that like I I definitely felt that way for a time but I can tell you this two weeks, give yourself two weeks of following a fuel plan, whichever, whatever that looks like for you. See how your energy changes. Give yourself two weeks of a new exercise routine. See how you feel stronger in your body. You might be more tired because you're pushing yourself harder, (laughs) but you will feel stronger. You know, give yourself that time, commit to the time because nothing's going to change in two days and watch the magic unfold. Friends, this is everything we walk through in Food Foundation. So if you're ready for that, y'all know the sale is going on until the end of June. So head on over to justbrownrd.com. Summer Steel is your code to get that $100 off. Okay, so to recap today, step one, identify at least one or two biofeedback mechanisms that your body is using to communicate issues and just track those two. Number two, formulate a hypothesis and set a trial period where you're going to try something out to see if it impacts those biofeedback markers. Try it for two weeks, then collect the data, then evaluate. And then step three, find the time and space to put this into your life. And just one more thought on the time and space, guys. This is not something that needs to require a massive amount of your energy. Like It can be something as little as five minutes a day. I mean, think about my water transformation. That was something that I was in the bathroom washing my hands. I looked at my eyes and I was like, oh, here we are again. And I didn't track my water. All I did was I got my water bottle back out and set a goal to drink it just as much as I could during the day and see if it impacted it. So I didn't log anything. I didn't um, write down or calculate my hydration. I mean, all I did was drink that water bottle and carry it with me and then check my eyes again in the mirror at the end of every day. So based on what kind of season of life you're in, you know, if you have the space to do it, guys, dive in deep. I mean, when you have space, do it (laughs) because it will. The busy season will come again, right? But if you are in a crazy season, you're all over the place, your work is nuts, you're taking vacations with the kids, it's summertime, pick something that's easy. Just because it's easy doesn't mean it's not going to be life-changing. My hydration revelation was life-changing, and it's something that I practice today. And you know, I just thought one more thing. Gosh, I have one more thing all the time. (laughs) I... Still fall off the wagon with this, and I'll look in the mirror, and I'm like, oh, shoot, my eyes are bloodshot again. But now I know, and I don't have to go through this whole, like, process of trying it and reminding myself. It's like I just look in the mirror, I see my eyes, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to drink more water, and then I go drink some water. So it can be something big that you're ready for, like, the transformation where you dive in deeper, or, guys, it can be something simple Whatever it is and wherever you start, that is a wonderful place to be because you are making steps forward on your health journey and that's all we can do. Health is something that we can always find new ways to grow and improve. It's a journey. It's really not a destination. And so wherever you can start with this process today is a success. It is powerful and it will serve you for the long haul. Friends, thank you so much for joining me today. Wishing you all a fabulous week. Happy June. Cheers and happy eating. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, fuel her awesome podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, jessbrownrd.com. I've got info on my e course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10 step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you, babes, again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.